Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, and Cecilia Perez. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Uh, quick thanks to everyone for their patience with the podcast. Uh, there was an outage uh, this weekend. Uh, it affected several podcasts, actually. Uh, Geo Gearheads uh, was one that was affected as well. And um, I actually reached out to Daryl uh, for help, and uh, we kind of talked through it a little bit. But um, I got it working. It took me 24 hours, <laughs> minus a couple hours to sleep. But uh, we're back now, better than ever, and we have a new service uh, handling everything, and I'm pretty excited about that. So uh, the other one was free, and I guess you get what you pay for, right, Chris? <laughs> Tonight we have uh, some news. Uh, we've got, um, I probably won't get to the mega event update, but it is in the show notes. Uh, and um, probably won't even get to the weekly product tip. I'll mention stuff because we've got a packed show tonight. Uh, so let's jump right into show number 19 for Sunday, October 16th, as I welcome my friend Chris Williamson to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Hi, Gary. Hey, Chris. Glad you could make it tonight. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad this uh, this worked out. We've talked a couple times, and um, we've gone back and forth a little bit about the movie we're going to talk about tonight is exciting, but um, first I want to mention uh, a couple of my sponsors. First one, Geocaching News is sponsored by FTF Magazine. And for you guys that get FTF Magazine, this is the latest version of it. You can see that. So um, it can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And our news for the night, oh, and by the way, Chris, this is a good spot. This is a good uh, magazine. We can put the, uh, we can talk about the, the movie in, uh, in this. I'll get you in touch with Keith, um, and I'm sure he'd love to put um, a little something in this. Um, there's my, uh, I get it just right. There's Geocache Talk in the magazine. Oh, Yay. cool. Yay. They got ads <laughs> and all sorts of cool stuff, but uh, we'll talk later about we got to get the word out. We'll get it through. Uh, this is a really cool magazine. I really love uh, FTF magazine. A lot of cool stories and things in there. So um, good stuff. Anyway, so my news tonight is about the movie. And so the movie is in two festivals right now. Um, so uh, which which two are they currently in, Chris? Well, right now it's been accepted to one in Bucharest and Los Angeles. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yes. Cinefest. And you're working on more of them as the process goes. We'll talk a little bit about how you even get a movie released in a, in a minute. But currently you've got, you got two so far. You're going to work on some other ones. Yes. 
Yeah, we're working on it. We have probably sent this off to uh, two dozen film festivals, oh. and we're waiting to hear back from them to see whether they've been accepted or not. Okay. So, and a lot of them we won't even hear back until early next spring. Okay. But you even late spring, you know. So, sure. uh, but the earlier that you submit films, the cheaper it is. So we have submitted to a lot of films that don't even occur for a while. Oh, it was yeah, smart, smart on your part. Yes, you can <laughs> send. Yeah, when you send them in early, you can send them to more. There it's you great. go. Perfect. Well, uh, before we get into the movie, we want to. I want to give out to, a shout out to my friend Patrick Walsh. Geopat ninety two. He's on the road somewhere, Pat. So hang in there. Keep the keep the travels uh, going. And uh, but you and I both know Patrick. So how do how do you know Patrick? Well, uh, he went the same school I do, University of Central Florida. I was a master's student, and he was doing his undergrad. And I he actually helped with uh, the movie a little bit. He was my geocaching consultant. Oh, sweet. Yes, so he helped me learn more about uh, more of the details in geocaching that I wasn't aware of. Right, and also uh, I was—he uh, was the first vid blog that I was on when oh, okay. we were raising money for the movie. So that cool. was fun. Well, that is that was smart of you to get. You know, um, sometimes people will do either books or or different things, and they don't really get geocaching right now. Um, you have geocached, um, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but let's, let's, let's go back. We're going to go, we're going to go way back in Chris's life back to the beginning. No, not quite the ultimate beginning, but I was born in in the city, Kansas. Yes. And you went to school in Kansas. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, I, yeah, I started in, uh, I was born in Kansas, started out life there. And then when I was 15, I moved to Seattle, which as you know, is an epicenter of geocaching. So I was there from 1995 to 2003. And then in 2003, I moved back to Kansas city and started going, uh, started doing my undergrad and stuff. And I was working at radio shack and that that was the first time I heard about geocaching. Yes. Now, before that, I want to go back a little bit for a second though. When you were young, you did something, and I've got, uh, just to let you guys know, uh, Chris sent me some information, and he shouldn't have done it, because now I've got lots of good info, but mm-hmm. um, you did something, and I, I want, I'm fascinated to hear a little bit more about this. You were inserting editing on linear VCR tape tape controller. Yeah, I I immediately, <laughs> for some reason, was just drawn to and interested to media. Okay. In general, media production. Right. Uh, something about images with me that mm-hmm. I don't know that I can't explain. There's just a love of images, be it photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I took every class in high school I could. And back in the 90s, high schools were just switching over from analog to digital. So right. uh, I went to a few different high schools from moving around and one high school was editing on videotapes. You know, those Big yeah, yeah. monster bricks yeah. of uh, those awesome. VCR tapes, and uh, and you know what you would do is they had two VCRs, and back then the way you edited was you would go shoot your shots. They mm. would be on that tape one after another, right. and then what you had to do is there was this machine where you could say, okay, this is your endpoint at this time cone, that's your output at out point, and then it would copy 
that little clip over to your master tape, what was called your master tape. Wow. So you had to take, no matter what order you shot in, you had to find the shot you wanted in order okay. and put them one after another and it would copy it on there. And of course it would also degrade the image and lose image quality each time you copied it. So you wanted to do that as little as possible. So then, and that's called, that's right. linear editing. You And if you screwed up, you had to go back at the point you screwed up and oh, then no. do all the shots afterward again. Oh my gosh. Now, is that where you could input, like, could you put in like, like text at that point? Or is that when you did the text? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, I might share with you my, my film that I did in high school. It was, uh, it's pretty funny, but, oh, wow. um, yeah, but yes, yes, we have, uh, that we had machines like called a toaster. It was called a toaster. <laughs> you, could, you could put up uh, graphics. It was really simple. And there was only like three options on how the text could look, you know, right. now there's infinite options, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's from humble awesome. beginnings, right? Yes, exactly. From very humble beginnings. Well, you're, you're now you're, um, you have freelanced on some television shows, some films, some corporate videos. Uh, you've done some, you've produced more than just this film. Uh, before we get into treasure, what are some other um, things you've done prior? And then if you want to mention some things just vaguely you were doing, like uh, you're doing something, you did something this week, but what, what are some other things you've done other than treasure? And we'll get into treasure mostly though. Oh, I'm always busy. I, uh, well, I, you know, back in the late 90s, there wasn't social media. The right. internet was, there was hardly anybody on the internet still. And the internet that was there was just static pages. So finding a way into the industry was extremely difficult. Hmm. And even in the first years of social media, the, right. it, you know, it was still, still not, it wasn't until broadband and YouTube and I mean, f filmmaking and people into it were able to really gather. So and that's when I was doing my undergrad. I was in college. So mm -hmm. uh, when I was putting myself through school, it was tough because I was going to school full time. So I made my first film in, I started it in 2000, I want to say seven. Mm -hmm. And uh, what had happened is I went to school and I had this, I had this professor and he would just grab a camera and shoot a documentary wow. with a camera and a microphone, just himself for like $5,000. And I was like, I was like, that's a thing. That's you good. can do that. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm going to do it. So, so I, I begged my uncle to buy me this camera because my uncle came to me and he said, he said, Chris, he said, you do videos. Right. And he's like, when people click on like porn videos on the internet, somebody gets paid. Well, right. how come somebody can't click on our videos and we get paid? And get paid, exactly. And I told him, I said, I said, well, uncle, um, first of all, people are like thousand times more likely to pick right. on the, yeah. click on yeah. the naked lady than whatever yeah. we're doing. So exactly. especially back then, you know, it was real tough. So so, but I told him, I said, I said, but I have this professor that makes documentaries. And so if you want me to make a documentary about your employees that are building this race car, I could do that because he's, he had these employees that are building a, mm -hmm. a 1992 Honda Civic that they were trying to get to go a quarter mile in under 10 seconds. And I was right. like, that's kind of interesting. So right. I followed those guys for <laughs> two years with my camera. I learned how to use the camera. I really like, 
I really, uh, that is where I cut my teeth learning how to tell a story and mm. get the shots to help tell the story. And I, I absolutely just in, loved it. I enjoyed the process. And uh, that film is called Racing Heart. And you can watch it for free if you, uh, oh. it's on YouTube. Yeah. And you can access it from my website at chriswillfilm.com. Chris will film. I'm going to put that in the the, sh- the chat. I'll put it in the show notes, but um, yeah, I saw that on IMDB. Um, Chris will film at Gmail. Yes. Okay. No, uh, Chris will film.com. Oh, at com. Okay. Gotcha. Film.com. So uh, in the chat room, um, Joshua Johnson, geocaching vlogger who um, Chris, check out the new setup and then or Josh. And then there's the geocaching vloggers little, doodad back here but anyway chris says that he remembers um editing on super vhs in high school as well so uh he's with you on that one (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get into this movie that's going to be coming out next year um oh no actually let me back up let's talk briefly about your exposure and your how you got into geocaching and i've got a little blurb here i'm going to work off of so you tell me you fill in the blanks of this story so you were you were returning to seattle from a vacation with your wife and you were uh you were in seattle you were going back to seattle i was you're searching your smartphone for searching your smartphone for a map to help navigate the hilly one-way streets of downtown when a geocaching app popped up and you started on your trail of geocaching and you told her you're going to go off on a treasure hunt. Yes. <laughs> Let me back up just a minute because, okay. because I, I still remember the, the absolute first second I heard of ge- geocaching to begin with. Right. And that was, uh, well, there's two things that preceded this that okay. set up this story. And that is, I was on my way back to Seattle from a visit to Kansas city when I lived there. And I sat next to this, dude that had this this uh, device and it we were watching our airplane fly over the rocky mountains and i'm like what's that and he goes he goes that's us going over the rocky mountains really cool and i'm like that's the coolest thing ever (laughs) you know i was just like that's a thing awesome that is called a gps and i was like wow i just couldn't like believe it was like magic you know right right (laughs) <laughs> so that just kind of happened and I hadn't heard about GPS for a while. And then when I moved back to Kansas city, I was working at, uh, I was working at radio shack mm-hmm. and, and this, uh, this guy came in and he was looking at the GPS devices and, uh, and he, and I was like, you know, Mr. Salesman over there answering questions about it. And he says, I'm using this for geocaching. Uh, would this be good? I'm like, what's, what's geocaching? What is and he's like, yeah. like, well, people hide things and then you can use one of those GPSs to find it. And I was like, you can do what? <laughs> what? What? Say that again. Yeah. So this had to have been what? 2003. Right. Yeah. And I was like, hold on a second. So I, I, I wrote it down. That was the exact moment I heard of ge- geocaching. I wow. wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. And I went home that night and I started Googling and reading about it. And my, my jaw was open. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. You know, uh, I couldn't afford a GPS though to, to get into it or anything, but, but it stuck with me. So when I was in, in Seattle with my wife right, and we, 
I saw that geocaching app on my iPhone I already had. I was yes. I downloaded that app faster than I had ever downloaded anything <laughs> in my entire life. You were in. And I grabbed my wife by the hand and I said, baby, we're going treasure hunting right now. <laughs> we're stopping what we're doing at this very moment. We're doing this. That's right. And she loved it. It was fun. We That's went awesome. to uh, Pike Place Market, which... If you don't know, is like the coolest part of Seattle. It is mm-hmm. downtown. It overlooks the bay and it's the Puget Sound, and it's it's all these uh, people that sell fish and all kinds of trinkets and T-shirts and stuff. All all the it, tourists go there, and it's super. Uh, yeah. cool. It's a scene we there. Found, we found a micro cache. It was in the tree. I remember I was searching around the trunk of the tree, right? Like and it was like hanging up in the tree, and I was just like, it's so cool. I took it out, signed it. Yes. Well, I've got this. I got in the show notes. Um, I dug up the GC, uh, the name of the mic. It's not there anymore, by the way. It's archived. Yeah. Sad. I know. We first for your first cache, Pike Place Micro, and it's GC one, PFEJ. Um, and I looked through it, and some people had found it, and there you were. You were on there, and uh, it got it got archived about twenty fourteen. So anyway, so then um, you did some more. You went over to Bainbridge Island. Beach. Oh, yes. And the geocaches took us to some beautiful places over there. And I'm like, this is cool. This is awesome. So um, so then you moved to uh, when you finished uh, undergrad, you've eventually you moved to Central Florida. Uh, well, you went to the University of Central Florida to get a master's in fine arts. In film. In film. OK, very cool. Yeah. And um so then you you um you were able to kind of combine the two your your excitement for geocaching and your excitement for film and you put them all together and you made a movie. Yes. Well, I had I had wanted to know more about geocaching cuz all of this time I hadn't been able to go out and do it as much as I wanted. Sure. My wife, God bless her soul, she is, she is darling. She had really bad allergies in Kansas. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's all the cottonwoods. They call it the cottonwood state, you know, mm-hmm. and she was like deathly allergic. So it was really hard to get out and stuff. Plus it snowed half the year. It was, uh, it was pretty bad, you know, but uh, down here in, in Florida, I was able to go out like a little bit more and I, I don't know, just, there was just something about it that always always stuck in me because I'm an adventurer at heart. You know, I was always the kid that was out exploring, you know, like I, I just, I love exploring. So when we had to come up with an idea for a film and we had to come up with an idea of a film that we could make because we had to make a feature film on a micro budget. Right. So if you think about a micro cash being really small, that was my, my budget was really small for this film. And I'm right. like, how can I make something of any quality, you know, uh, on such a small budget? So it had to be character oriented and, you know, uh, part of my, part of my, uh, degree was also to find a, a film that would have some kind of appeal to like a niche audience or something. So I'd always loved geocaching and I learned more about it and I knew that there was a big community and I was like, are there any like cool movies that have geocaching in it? And so I looked and the answer was like, no, (laughs) I found one uh, like splinter heads and I watched it and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious and stuff, but, um, but I knew that 
I, I knew that uh, it had good production values, but it was also like inappropriate for all ages. Right. And so when I was uh, I was online and a lot of geocachers like geocaching with their kids and stuff, and they weren't able to watch the movie with their kids. Right. And I thought, well, that's a shame. These people deserve to watch a movie with their kids. You know, I've got a friend, uh, Davis, that I turned on to geocaching and he does it with his kids, you know. Sure. And so so I started thinking, like, what if I made a movie for Davis and his kids, you know, awesome. and then. Yeah my best friend in the whole world. Like, what if I made a movie for him? So a lot of people make really pretentious, cool films, you know, <laughs> where everybody smokes, right. smoke, like talks philosophy the whole time. You know, right. like I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really want to do that. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make it more like, uh, like, like a family friendly film or something. Yeah. Well, and I thought here- that was, an aesthetic that I could I could reach on a small budget. I could tell a very personal story, and I could also express, uh, you know, some ideas and attitudes that I have, along with creating characters that have their own that all mix together. And right. uh, so I started kind of discovering the story, and it it started out way more dramatic. Like it didn't have geocaching in it, like at first, because at first I started with kind of one story where where, uh, you know, this girl's an alcoholic and her, both of her parents were together and uh, there were things that weren't working. So so I took the things that I did like that were working and then uh, kind of added some other elements yep. that kind of draw from my own life and put them together. So so here's, it, here's the synopsis and we'll work off. Of, here's what I have and we can kind of talk a little bit about. We, we're, we could talk a little bit about well, here, here's the synopsis. So, uh, and I want to ask you about some of these characters, but Erica finds herself in trouble and has to do community service at a soup kitchen to stay out of jail. She meets Ryan and they grow close while geocaching. Uh, and you explain what geocaching is, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Erica, Ryan, and her widowed father, Ethan, learn lessons about life by trying to do things they never thought possible. Together they discover the meaning of life isn't so hard to find if you're looking for it. So, that's right. That's right. So um, what were, uh, let's, let's talk about these people a little bit, as much as you can. I know we can't really talk like fully, but tell us a little bit about um, the person. Uh, so, so Erica is the main, is one of the main characters in this movie. It's mostly her story. Mostly her story told different ways. But, um, and you got Ansley Gordon to play it. She's been in different things. She's kind of an up and coming actor. Um, she was in crazy ex-girlfriend on CW. And I think you told me right after, um, shooting was done, she moved to LA, I think, right. To do continue her career. Yeah. Two weeks after shooting, Mm -hmm. she moved to LA and, uh, you know, so she's been, she's been getting around and building. Yeah. That's awesome. Being on TV shows and small films and stuff. So, uh, she was in, uh, sleepwalkers is another film that Mm -hmm. she was in around here before treasure. Right. And so she had been acting, uh, for basically her entire life. So when she came in to audition, uh, the young woman just 
shined and wow. stood out above everybody and just the way that she carried herself her ability to uh take the character and i don't know it just seemed like she understood it from the get-go like like maybe she had something in common with her or something mm-hmm. you know i i that's what it felt like so it immediately everybody that saw her was like ansley he's the one he's the one yeah we just knew it i mean it was just it was plain as day. Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's just a gut feeling that you get. And it was, it was the absolute right choice. There's no one else that audition that could play, play that role. That's possibly awesome. play that role. Yeah. Well, and um, uh, one of my, one of my other major announcements tonight um, is that Chris and I talked about it and Chris is, I'm gonna have Chris back on in the spring uh, as we get closer to um, release of the movie. And we're going to have Ansley on, the same. We're gonna have her on the podcast one night, so we can ask her stuff about how it was uh, filming that movie and everything. So very exciting. We're gonna have Ansley on. Oh yeah, we're gonna try to get you uh, Ansley, uh, John Hardy, who played her right. father Ethan, mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca, who played Ans, uh, who played Angela, who runs the soup kitchen. That's right. And hopefully Shanice Jordan. She she's a peach. Uh, she's in New York now pursuing her acting career. She is so good wow so good she's up in new york now so uh so hopefully we'll get uh everybody that played the characters yeah that'd be wonderful so we'll be uh, doing the publicity yeah you'll see him around yes yes this is gonna be awesome and so um so then you got uh matt mercurio who plays ryan um matt has been in ballers he's been in the tv show sleepy hollow and yes. he's in uh is going to be also be in another film um next year called American Made uh with Tom Cruise. And he's had he's done a lot of good character uh, or um support acting for now. So how did you run across uh, how did how did it go getting Matt into the film and how how was that experience? Well, when I brought Ansley on, mm-hmm. I told her that we were still looking for a Ryan Right. And Ryan is the boy that she meets at the soup kitchen who uh, is basically like polar opposites to her. Right. So he's out, she's out drinking and partying and getting in trouble. Basically uh, to Erica, there's, there, there's no rule. She, she hasn't broken or wouldn't break, you know, right. she loves, loves doing that. And uh, Ryan is more of a, uh, he's more of a, simple kind of man. He likes to help people. Uh, he enjoys helping people. He's really smart. He geocaches and he's the one that gets her into geocaching. Uh, and it was, it was by accident. It's not like he even invited her, but she kind of invited herself along, you know? So, (laughs) so it was just kind of funny how their characters start and then kind of come together while the film film plays out. But Matt kind of played against what you might think that character is because Matt Mercurio plays cops and right. bad guys. And like, he usually put, cause he's a stocky guy, you know, big guns and, right. and stuff. So uh, he's got a mean scowl he can make, you know, but he can also look really friendly and, Ansley already knew Matt because they had been working together. Uh, They would uh, film each other's auditions Mm -hmm. because you you do video submissions and stuff. So they had already known each other for a while. So that kind of, they 
they brought that on the set and it really, it really worked out. And I really enjoyed how Matt kind of plays against what most people think Ryan would be by reading the script a little bit, you know? Right. And then, really uh, so then we have, um, Ansley's dad, which she still, she still lives at home. Um, but that's sort of a, uh, from what I understand, it's a little troubled relationship, I guess, at the, at the beginning of the movie with, uh, play, uh, but Ethan played by John Hardy. So tell me a little bit about John Hardy and what you, uh, what your experience was with him. Well, uh, yeah, Ethan, Ethan and his daughter are in a rut, uh, after the passing of her mother, it's just been a downhill slide. And now uh, the stakes are high because she's about to ruin it all. Like everything's about to fall apart and unravel at this point. Like, so they're, at the, they're, they're, they're at the bottom. They bottom out during this film right? in their relationship. And, you know, he's just a workaholic now and anything to keep his mind off of, they haven't coped yet, you know, with what's happening and stuff. So there's real human emotion going on. There's real, real, uh, you know, human experience. So, so John came in, he did auditions and I was like, he came in and it was just one of those obvious choices, kind of like, <laughs> right. Because he comes in and, and he actually brought a newspaper. It was for this scene. You'll, you'll see it when the movie comes out. Right. So there's a scene where, you know, after she gets in trouble, she gets she wakes up in a hospital at bed and he's there and he's reading the newspaper, just kind of ignoring her. And, right. and he puts it down. And, and John did that scene so <laughs> well. Like, I was like, I was like, this is the man. And uh, so well, the original had another actress lined up for okay. for erica oh okay and that actress uh we also had to make the parents and the daughter kind of look alike and everything mm -hmm. you know to sell the relationship so uh our first actress looked like she could be john's daughter mm -hmm. you know and uh and then he knew liz at the at the time so liz came in to liz day plays uh, uh plays a character i don't want to give away okay yeah yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, she came in. She was a you found she a was spot a friend for her. Yep, she was a friend of John's. She came in and she she auditioned for Angela. But I was like, I'll give it away. She plays the mom. So, right. so I was like, you are she. Will you read this part of the script? And so she read it, and I was like, I I now have my mother. And then I find out. I find out just like a month later, her and John are dating. Oh, how funny. That's they awesome. started dating. Like, <laughs> like as we were auditioning and putting this movie together. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. That's so weird and awesome at the same time that the two characters that love each other most in this movie, you know, right. Have that re real life relationship. So it's really weird how that can I don't know how that can play on screen and stuff. It's just kind of so, interesting. So how, how was it? I think this is the question that, that I always wanted to ask somebody who does a feature film. And we talked a little bit about this previously, but um, how was the experience of directing, but not over directing, but not under directing and trying to find the right balance between the actor doing their craft, but yet you sort of 
drawing out the most you can. You know what I'm saying? Is it kind of a, how do you, how was it for you to, to direct everyone in getting the film put together the way you wanted it to, I guess? Well, when, when you're directing a film, um, you're directing a team of people, of creative people, and they're all going to create for you. So directors are in one hand, we are creators, but we're actually leaders of creators as well. So when, when we make a film and you see directed by, it, it's not like every part of the film, like they thought of every creature or of every location or, you know, uh, a lot of times our job is to play tastemakers. So we'll, we'll direct our team as uh, we do our research. So I did a ton of visual research and then I let my team know this is, this is what I see when I, when I think of wardrobe. Uh, these are the images that come to mind or the locations look like this or when they're geocaching, these, these things happen and it looks like this and they're wearing this and, 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 and so on and so forth. And so when you're on set and you're working with your actors, first of all, you cast the right actors. Right. If you cast the right actors, that's a big part of it because if you cast the wrong actor and you show up on set and they're, they're nowhere close to right. the mark where you're trying to go, then you've got a big problem on your hands. But when you make the choice of actor, you know, you've already chosen a direction, a general direction. So let's say that you're in, uh, let's say you're in Kansas, right? And that's where you start making your film. Now let's say that uh, uh, New York is a horror film and LA is a uh, family film. Well, you, you got to point everybody in the Los Angeles direction. Right, and then you got to make sure that they don't go to Seattle or San Diego. You got to make sure that they go like where they want to towards go. that direction. So, right. so that so that you get as close to your vision as possible. And a lot of that is just being a good communicator, doing your research, mm-hmm. and letting everybody know what you want, and also giving them the freedom to create in in that direction as well. So, so when I'm working with actors, and this definitely occurred on Treasure was um ansley is so good my actors are so good they all did their homework so they knew that when this scene was occurring like they already knew where they needed to be roughly right so they came in and i would usually uh we would do a tech rehearsal and i would see where they were at already right and then i would make sure from my own notes and what i had already imagined for that scene uh, if they needed any, uh, adjustments, I, you know, I might tell them, I might tell them they might be doing one thing and, mm-hmm. and, and I might just say, just say, how about, uh, instead of making him, uh, feel bad, you know, me- like hurt him right. emotionally or, or make him, make him feel small. Right. You know, so so you want to give your actors verbs. You want them to be doing something so that they have the freedom to express that on their own accord. And then chances are they'll get where you want them to be. Right. It's right. and it's amazing how it, it's kind of like dreaming in pairs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dreaming together when you make when you create this stuff. That's cool. So it's you direct, but they right. they do it, you know. So um when 
when there's when the scene when there's certain scenes and, and again we've talked before about the geocaching is really very very integral. It's not just a throwaway part of the movie. I mean, it's really really integral to the movie when um, when the when the characters are sort of evolving from uh, like from Ryan and Erica from initial meetup um, to the final to as they as they progress through the movie. Um, how was it in getting them to interact about geocaching? Because if I, you know, Ryan's the one that the geocaches is geocached a lot. Um, and then so, um, Erica comes along and, and learns the whole thing. So how was that? How was that going? Uh, or how how did that how did that come about with inside in the movie with? Erica learning about geocaching basically from Ryan. Well, I don't want to get into like a, a detail, but just in general, but I can't, but I can tell you that uh, like going into treasure, I, I, I look at like a lot of things symbolically. Like it's very easy for me to, to look at things and, and see symbolism in them for some reason. Uh, and that's always something I've been interested in because I, I've read psychology books and I was reading, reading uh, uh, Jungian psychology books when I was like 16 years old, you know, so, mm -hmm. so a lot of that informs my work. Uh, so, so really sometimes in my films, a lot of times you'll see things that are, that are symbolic and geocaching in this film. The reason it's like so tightly woven in with the character's journey mm -hmm. is because it's a mirror for their journey in a way. Uh, I read, I read stories. I, I know on forums about people that will tell you like geocaching changed their life or even saved their lives. Mm -hmm. Like there are people out there that will attribute the fact that their life is good now to geocaching, you know, and what that means, what they're really saying is, is when, when you put a geocache out there for someone else to find that you just made someone else's life better. Right. Cause geocaching, uh, I mean, how do all these, how do all these containers get out there? Right. Right. We put it out there and other people and, and, and come by and enjoy it. And we, we have like a connection with everybody that we, we find a geocache to everybody that put one there. There's a connection created. And so it just, I let all of that wash over me and really, really kind of got deeper into philosophically speaking, like geocaching is an amazing web right. that was, that was born of the web of the internet and the web of human beings and the web of geography. It compresses time and space and helps make us all one. You know, I just, there was just, there was just something ineffable that treasure expresses that I needed to get out. Right. That is, that is and, awesome. And, and I think that is what you are. That's what, that's what you're talking about mm -hmm. here. These two, their relationship grows and, and that's, it's that, uh, connection. Yeah. You, you know, that, that, that's something that it, it's something that 
it's sometimes hard to, to explain to somebody, but there's, um, there's something that is, like you said, is integral, you know, about the adventure, you know, something that, uh, I'm kind of working on is, is, is writing about, um, you know, growing up and, and kind of just being someone who is sort of fascinated by, um, you know, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, movies or, um, just different, different movies that, that, you know, national treasure where you're, you, you know, they're, they got to find certain oh, clues yeah. to find, some, Goonies. you know, <laughs> Goonies. Yeah. There's, there's, um, and, and there's something that, uh, I guess is in certain, you know, certain, the spirit of, of, of some of us that understand, um, that there's that that adventure is you know vital in in my in our lives and so geocaching sort of is a way for us to be to be part of that adventure so i'm so Absolutely. glad yeah so i'm so glad that you were uh that you've uh you know are, are able to sort of capture what we what you and i have talked about so awesome i think it's a vital part of being a human being you know uh we're all adventurers we're you're born an adventure Mm -hmm. And right now, every spot on earth has been discovered. So right now, it's all about personal discovery. It's mm -hmm. And geocaching, just uh, it appeals to people that want to uh, get out and find and explore new places. Right. Awesome. Well, it's interesting. Um, some of the aspects of the that you're going through right now, um, uh, technically, uh, now, recently, you were able to get you, you sort of um, were able to get your composer lined up. Yes. yes. Andrew Scott Faust. And I did some uh, and y'all, everybody on the, this listening, uh, watching, go check out Andrew Scott Faust's work. The dude. Unbelievable. So there's a movie coming out. He is movie coming out called Testament. And, I, and he's got a link right now on his Facebook page. And I got it in the show notes. But um it's it's some great great sound coming from his i mean he's got some great composing and and um just neat um so glad you got him uh into the Man, i am blessed because i will tell you you know when we when we originally edit a film a lot of times you use um temporary songs and music and stuff and i had seen this film and <laughs> So many times with the temporary music right. that I, I was afraid that if somebody composed it, that, uh, you know, what I, what I like the new music or would I have a hard time letting go of our tent music because, uh, because that's what I had seen. It was so many times. Mm -hmm. And when I heard Scott, Andrew Scott Faust mm -hmm. first, like stuff that he did, I was watching those scenes and I, I can't even remember the temp music. Can't even wow. remember it. And you've watched that. You've watched your own film like a thousand times at least. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't even tell you. Like the temp music just faded away because his music is just so perfectly composed for each emotion and every moment. And just, uh, it, it, I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe it. And uh, well, when I approached him. He had done been doing some like darker material for a while, and so when I approached him with Treasure and he watched it, uh, the footage, he was really excited because it was going to allow him to uh, ex 
explore themes and music that he hadn't been able to do before. So he really just, he took to it and just ran with it, man. That's awesome. God, he did such a good job. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for everybody to, to see it. <laughs> so well, and you're doing something interesting this week uh, or last few weeks uh, as we were talking and uh, um, you're, I didn't know that. I didn't know people did this. Uh, it's very insightful. But you're recoloring the movie. Is that a good way to put it? I guess. Yeah. Well, I did a uh, initial kind of uh, preliminary, well, a temporary color. Okay. Uh, because um, I just wanted to get it in a place where you know it's roughly watchable until I really shine it up. So mm-hmm. you know, I thought I might hire a professional colorist, but. Uh, you know, I, I I thought about it, and I've been coloring images mm-hmm. for a long time in Photoshop, and I've been editing in Final Cut Pro and Adobe Premiere Pro and coloring in that, and also After Effects. So, you know, I'm no stranger to coloring. So it was really about learning DaVinci Resolve, which is a color correction application. The whole thing is <laughs> dedicated. That's what all the big boys use, you know. That thing is unbelievable chris showed me a little bit of what you can do yeah da, da vinci resolve really powerful wow so i just had to really just pick up and after using so many multimedia tools mm-hmm. uh, you know you just have to learn how this application does it how do they how does this application do what i want as long as i know what i want to do sure it's just a matter of finding that out like uh like today i was trying to key something which means pulling a, a piece of the shot out like um uh basically so that you can adjust just that one thing i was having trouble doing it so i just went on some tutorials and i knew what i wanted so a few tutorials i was able to figure it out and move along so and it's looking it's awesome. looking great leona oh there's a cat now that's not that's not that's not jazzy that's not Jazzy, the geocat, but the geocat. Uh, I don't know what what this feline is doing over That's here. That's okay. That's all right. Somebody noticed it in the in the in the uh, in the chat room. Do you need to uh, do you take care of uh, Kitty or? She? I like. Well, she's a very. Uh, she's, she's always like, getting into things. I like to see what she what she does. <laughs> okay. Watch, so. Well, we'll keep an eye on her. I'll let you know if she jumps up and grabs your. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she'll be all right okay good all right great (laughs) so um all right no i'm not distracted so uh (laughs) no i'm fine you're fine chris no don't worry about it (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) adorable okay okay come say Uh, hi all right say hi to everybody well, I'm going to ask you actually a big question right now. So there you go. Hey, Look, she hates me right now. It's yeah, she... <laughs> there you go. So I've had it. I've had a dog on my show and now I've had a cat. So everything's, nice. everything's yeah. good. Deborah, I just need one of your horses. I need your horse to be on the show one day. So yeah. we have a, one, one of a Deborah Burris is in the, in the, uh, yeah. I don't know if any of your horses. listeners uh, are into model rockets, flying model rockets. I see the model rocket back there. Yeah, that's the one that was in Treasure. That's in the movie too. Wow, movie prop, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking. It's one we to flew. That. We flew in the movie. So sweet. And you recovered. Yeah. It. Is the flying V guitar in the movie at all? Or 
Well, Ivy Tar is not in the movie, uh, but I did. I did play Wedding March for my wife when we uh, during our wedding. Did you really? As she, as her father walked her up to the. <laughs> now that's a video we need to have on the internet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. I don't it's know. Somewhere. It's somewhere. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let, all right. We're gonna start to wrap. Starting to ramp toward the end here. Let me ask you though. Um, for first question, then we're going to talk about what we could, what's next for the movie. So what, um, and this is going to probably be tough to answer in a short period of time, but take, take as much time as you need. So why do you think, uh, this movie is worth either watching and or purchasing at some point? I think, uh, I think anybody can watch it because the story is it's universal and it speaks to the human experience that I think uh, a lot of people can identify with. But uh, I think geocachers in particular are going to get way more out of it than your average person because they're going to uh, it'll blow their minds how geocaching is woven into uh, the themes mm-hmm. You know, the theme of finding yourself right. is huge. And the way that that uh, geocaching is woven in there with the characters, I think. Uh, and it's it's family friendly. It's something that you can sit down and watch with your kids without any awkward, you know, moments or anything like that. So it's and uh, and who knows, you might be able to do a little geocaching while watching the Ooh. film. So there's something there's interesting. So there's yes. something in the movie or. All right. So I, I, I always think about the audience, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, how can I make it as like fun as possible to watch my movie? Because the whole goal of making a film is, you know, to, for people to enjoy themselves while watching to have fun. So mm-hmm. there, there might be uh, a few, maybe several, uh, uh, trackable codes Ooh. embedded in the film somewhere. Ooh, Easter eggs. Love yeah, it. And I'm, I'm kind of curious whether, uh, you know, if people will find them all or what will happen there. So yeah. Sweet. Sounds a lot of fun. There's there's a couple obvious ones, maybe a couple not so obvious ones. But awesome. In any case, I try to put them in fun places. Oh, good. And, and they're there, which, uh, uh, like, somebody who's uh, – Never done geocaching. Right. We'll watch this movie and we'll never, ever, right <laughs> ever even understand what they just saw. Right. right. It'll just, <laughs> it'll just woo, over their head, man. Over there. So it's an inside joke, you know, just, yeah. just between me and the geocaching. Wow. So it's like those, uh, you know, all the puzzle cachers that love to puzzle cache, they're going to be all over that. They're going, oh, I found one. I found one. Yeah. So- but I know, I, I do know, like, somebody's going to freeze frame the, uh, the Sudoku. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I cannot remember if, uh-huh. if we actually put the correct answers in the Sudoku or oh, okay. if uh, just for the film or, mm-hmm. or if, or if they were just random, right. <laughs> movie prop, you know, cause it was just a movie prop. Right. Sure. So like, like I can't wait to go into a forum and someone was like, Hey, hey. they even got, Goku, right? right. Or, or, or that thing is totally wrong. It's wrong. No. What were they thinking? I don't know. I think it's kind of fun when people talk about your movies. So, like, you know, I'm looking forward to people. Uh, whether you know, tell me, you know, do you love it? Do you hate it? Which parts? You mm-hmm. know, what did, what rung true? What didn't? What kind of? You know, it's a it's a conversation mm-hmm. when you make films like this for an audience. You know, it's it, awesome. it's really like a conversation starter. 
I'm just, I'm just lucky and happy just to be a part of it. I'm just really excited. So, um, so what, what is next for the movie? Um, and how, or how is it that we can help? Because I think you mentioned, we talked about before the show that, um, as the movie gets picked up by different film festivals or, um, so, and let's say it's coming to, um, Minneapolis, Joshua. Um, what can Joshua do, uh, knowing that, Hey, it's going to be in Minneapolis on this particular date. What, what do you want? What do you, what would be helpful for Joshua Johnson to do if it's coming to his town? All right, so we are using um, film festivals as our theatrical run. So, because uh, only multi-million dollar movies get in uh, multiplexes, right? So as we, whenever uh, we get accepted into a film festival and it will screen, then we're going we're gonna to contact people in the area because generally each geographical location has a geocaching group. So like on Facebook, there's a Facebook page for like each state and mm -hmm. even parts of states and cities. So we're going to get on and just let people know that they can go see it. Mm -hmm. And also that'll allow them to, uh, people can start reviewing it and develop buzz. Okay. So right, right now, buzz is what's important. Letting people know that this exists. Right. It exists, and it's not only does it exist now in <laughs> in hiding, but it's also yeah. going to be in public soon. Sure. So right now, uh, right now, the best thing we can do is uh, drive people to the website to sign up on the email list, and then that way we can keep in touch with people that are interested whenever we have screenings, whenever we win awards, uh, or uh, get accepted into a film festival, and when uh, things are available, such as the film. When the right. film comes out on Blu-ray or also events that we attend right. uh, after the film is released, we'll probably be attending several geocaching events and hopefully screen it at geocaching events. Uh, I like, like I, I can't like, I, I dream at night of the day when I'm surrounded by fellow geocachers and we're watching the movie at a geocaching event. You yes. know? So like that needs, that's, that needs to happen because I've been dreaming about it for too long now. Well, and, and in the in the chat room, I've got some people saying they they would host a screening and and we might do we might take this thing on tour, man. We're gonna uh, as we uh, when the film is finished, right? And once we've had our premiere at a film festival, right? Then kind of all bets are off. We're able to go have public screenings mm -hmm. uh, for geocachers, or what we might do is uh, allow uh, geocachers to organize screenings, right? Might be a possibility. We just have to be really careful, uh, you know, because we just got to keep control of the film due to piracy and stuff like sure. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that could ruin us. And such a small guy like us is like, I mean, that could just totally ruin all of our plans for the future. <laughs> yeah. So but, that, like, I, I have to be really careful about yeah. all of that. Unfortunately, Absolutely. the world that we live in. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you do. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm. I was glad I got to see some of the stills and I put some of the stills up on, uh, on the, my, uh, and Twitter this week, but, uh, you know, um, there's some questions, uh, about, uh, Joshua was asking about, will there be a premiere event? And again, we, we hope, well, we know there will be, we just don't know where probably the, the, uh, where the premiere will be. Yes. 
yeah, we're holding off on our premiere status uh, until we get into a uh, film festival and hopefully a, I would like to see it in a, in a larger city mm-hmm. or a geographic region with a lot of geocachers that can go out to see the film. Right. right. Awesome. And, um, and like, but, like Seattle. Yeah. Well, there you <laughs> Seattle go. Be great. <clears throat> Seattle. But, but Seattle also takes place in, I think, I believe May. So that's also pretty late in the yeah. season. So if we get into a uh, another film festival before then, we may hold our, our screening before then. But uh, we're definitely sending it there, and hopefully, hopefully it'll screen in Seattle. Awesome. That'd be wonderful. That way, the uh, geocaching dot com execs can go out and see it. Sure, sure. I can I can fly out there and see it with my <laughs> old friend. There you go. And his kids, you know, it's perfect. That's who you kind of made it for. If, if 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 the universe could just arrange that right. for me. We would that would just be great. Well, and we talked about some kind of connection with Geo Woodstock fifteen. Um we're we're you know, there's there's a lot of possibilities out there. For, for yeah, people. right now it's just about uh finishing it. Right now we're on the like very, very tail end. The composer has finished the music, so he's sending me the mm-hmm. music, and then I am like I'm like just a couple hundred shots away from coloring this thing and it's looking fabulous. So, but we're almost done coloring it. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to go through and fix the dialogue edit to make it sound as good as possible, marry it with the music and the mm-hmm. picture. And then I got to send the audio off to an audio engineer to uh, master the film so that it just, just sounds right. like music to your ears. Oh, and then, uh, then we marry that to picture Mm-hmm. And then we we create a master, like a, a huge high quality master that then all copies will be all made copies from. made from. Awesome. So we are. It is within a month of being like absolutely one hundred percent completed, awesome. which is nice because I'll be able to put my attention on getting the word out about yeah. the film. Yeah. Now um, the website is um, is treasurethemovie dot com. Mm-hmm. And on that website, on the webpage, go there. I need everybody to go there. Um, and Chris is not going to spam you. He's just going to give you updates on the movie and where the and different events for the movie. And so sign up for their email, and then he can he can from that be able to kind of keep everybody up to date. Yeah, I'm barely good enough at keeping you updated as it is. <laughs> right. So trust me, you will not get spammed. You're People- not going to get. Right. People usually want more from me than they're getting. So, uh, but one once the film is done, it'll be uh, it'll just be a lot easier, uh, a lot easier to keep in touch. So, because uh, we we kind of got behind because I graduated and then I've been looking for employment. Sure. <laughs> so I wasn't able to finish the film right. until uh, I got a job teaching film uh, four months ago. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, game on, man. So, LA Film School, but you're doing it from Florida because it's yeah, not. Yeah, I, t- I teach. I teach the online. Yeah. Uh, in the online program, so being online, you know, they could put the program anywhere. And I guess, from what I hear, office space in West Hollywood is uh, expensive or something. Oh, oh, is it really? I didn't know that. 
<laughs> so so they based the online program out of Orlando. Yeah, awesome. Which is great. Great for me. I'm, and it's, it's a great job. I love my students. And I've been using Treasure to te- uh, in online trainings mm-hmm. for my classes. And, and the students love it. They love it. So. Oh, cool. Now, show the coin. Show the coin. Oh. We're giving a coin away tonight. So everybody right. needs to get ready. Here. All right. This coin. Now, this, this is interesting. This is the last coin of this um version yes. i guess of this I'll coin pull it out. all oh, right so, so this this is the original right. treasures funders coin yep. that we came out with right um uh, you can see uh jazzy the geocat on the front she has a facebook page by the way so look for jazzy the geocat on facebook yep got a little ammo container yep. and then uh on the back you can see uh my name is on the back with a uh, film slate as well as the producer's name is on there. Yes. We didn't really get to even talk about the producer. That's all. Well, if I'm the father of the film, she is definitely the mom. Uh, Without her, this film couldn't have gotten made. She's the one that got the the crew together and organized everything and made sure everybody was fed and taken care of. She found locations. And uh, so she's in law school right now. Oh, uh, Because she's a badass. And, right. I was uh, say, that's, that's quite a, quite a thing to do to be a producer yeah. and be a lawyer, you know? Yes. So we minted, I think a hundred total funders coins. That is a hundred. And right now there are only, I don't know, over 20, a little About over 20, 20. left. Right. So these will never be minted again. And only the people that helped make the movie will, uh, will own these. Right. So, that you can buy one for twenty five dollars if you yes. don't win if you don't win one tonight and uh, just email Chris um, uh, in the um, do you want to send you want to send an email somewhere particular for the coin yeah I, uh, okay I or do you want to wait on that I haven't tested it yet but I okay. think uh, if you send a payment to Sunfire Films uh, I'm sorry uh, yeah Sunfire Films info at gmail that is what's attached to my PayPal account. Okay. And uh, so I'll send it to whatever address is attached to that. Unless you send me an email and tell me, hey, don't do it. Send it to that address. Send me to another one. Cool. And so, if, yeah, if you have any. Firefilmsinfo at gmail.com. Okay, great. Yes. And if anybody has any questions, you can obviously get a hold of me and we can we can work that out. But we're going to give one away. So everybody get your geo to get, get the chat ready to go get your fingers ready because i'm going to take um the first um person who gets this right okay so the answer or the question is um hang on no i'd messed this up chris got distracted by someone hang on <laughs> i gotta got pull the chat back up so i know who wins this thing uh, one one moment. Being back in here. There it is. All right, we're getting the coming video. at you. Come coming on, at baby. you. All right, see how close I can get with this thing. Look at you. I'm getting there. All right, I got the chat back pulled up. All right, never mind all that. Okay, here we go. We are now ready. So here's the question. Question is. What is the actor's name that played Ethan in the movie? 
we talked about him early. Who play? Who was the actor? What's the name of the actor that played Ethan in Treasure? Roll the Jeopardy theme. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. As, so as No, the actor's name that played Ethan. Yes, oh. we, have, we have a winner. Stardust, Jamie won. Jamie oh. got it right. It was John Hardy who plays Ethan. So that is that is awesome. So um Jamie, I will get with you. Um because I think I already have your email address, but send me an email. Congrats. Uh, yes, with your information. Um and um yeah, she's woot. So um send me send me an email to geocache talk at gmail.com. Give me your address, and I'll make sure and get that coin to you. That's the last one of that version, right, Chris? The, that that coloring. Yes. Yeah, that's the only sentence over one left. Yeah. And there's only other handful. So, but um, now, is the thing there was still... Only ten, there was only 10 total. So 10 this of is, that version, right. Yeah. Um, now, is it still... Does it still hold in place that if somebody buys whatever whatever coin is left that they are able to get they get a early screening of the movie at some point yes we're uh we're figuring out that now how to uh offer the uh because everybody that bought a geocoin before uh is going to um uh be able to get an advanced view of the film early next uh spring sweet sweet so if you buy buy one, uh, the proceeds go to the the movie and getting the movie out and the publicity yes. that it re- was required and all that good stuff. So um, you know, it's not it, it's a it's think of it as a fundraiser for them, and you get a coin, and uh, that is wonderful. So um, awesome, and uh, thank you. So you bet. So anyway, so. Um, let me get back to my notes and we're going to wrap up tonight. So let's see, Chris. Um, so, uh, mega event news. I have it in the show notes, uh, product review of the week. Uh, mega event news is sponsored by IB geocaching supplies. Best site for geocoins, cash containers, much more can be found at ibcaching.com. Um, the product review of the week is usually sponsored by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app. It can be found at cashly.com. And let me tell everyone about the what's coming soon. So next week on the show, I'm going to have um, the Land Sharks are going to be on. Um, they're going to talk about uh, Land Sharks in the Water, Cruising and Caching. So I'm going to have them on. We're going to talk about going on a geocaching cruise, which I think Chris will want to go on after this is all done with <laughs> at some point. Get a break, right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, I learned early on that when I was going to put myself out there in filmmaking, mm-hmm. that uh, with attention comes negative attention on the Internet. So the more haters you have, the more successful you are. <laughs> awesome. So like – Bring it on. It's cool with me. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the week after that, oh. I'm going to, yeah. The week after that, I'm going to have on Limax. We're going to do a Halloween themed, uh, on October 30th. Uh, we're going to do a Halloween themed uh, show. 
And then um, on November 6th, uh, I go from, we, 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 we transfer Chris from the world of film over to the world of books. I'm going to have on Russ Atkinson. He's the author of several uh, geocaching books uh, in the Cliff Knowles series. And uh, Russ and I are going to talk about what he's done uh, with the Cliff Knowles series and his geocaching and his former being a former FBI director and what, you know, I'm sure he can't tell me a lot about that, but you know, I'll try to, I'll try to eke out what I can from him. Uh, that's legal for him to talk about. Probably won't get much out of the FBI part. Probably get a lot about the books though. So that's kind of more of what uh, we're shooting for. So, um, well, Chris, Thank you for, for being on uh, show. No, this is your, this will be your first, but we're going to have you on in the spring. We're going to, we're going to have a whole new series of topics and we'll hopefully have All some, right. the, have some of the actors on the show and we'll, we'll have a good interaction uh, on that night. But uh, thank you again for being on tonight. Uh, you know, my pleasure. Thank you so much. You bet. Uh, well, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, please am, email me your comments at geo cash talk at gmail.com don't forget to follow on twitter at geocache talk and facebook at facebook.com slash geo at geocache talk show can be found on itunes stitcher uh, google play as well as the geocache talk website don't forget to click on that subscribe button it's down there somewhere uh and um you know give me a comment if you would like about the new digs this is studio 2.0, Chris. I got the whole thing back here now. It's, I think it looks kind of cool. And, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, send me any comments you have. And, um, again, I appreciate uh, everyone who was in the, the chat room. And uh, until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Tell people about treasure. Get the word out. And then go geocaching. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. Gonna spend the day.